everybody. Dave here with another episode of the Property Profits Real Estate Podcast. And if you're in the multifamily space and you've done some small deals, maybe you've done some duplexes, triplexes, fourplexes, maybe you've worked up into larger deals, larger buildings, 16 units, 24 units, maybe even 40 units, and you're looking to scale, then today's guest is someone you're definitely going to want to listen very, very carefully to because that's exactly what he's done very recently. So our guest today is Lee Yoder. And Lee is a very, very successful real estate entrepreneur. He's got well, just under 300 units in his portfolio and growing rapidly, especially now that he's getting into much bigger deals. He's got a fantastic podcast that I've had the pleasure of being a guest on. He's been interviewed by some of the big guys, including good old Joe Fairless and Michael Blanc. So he's been featured on some of the biggest podcasts in the space. So Lee, welcome to the show. Yeah, Dave, very kind introduction. Thank you. I'm excited to be here again. All right, my friend. So last time we talked, because I've had the pleasure of having you on the show before, and I highly recommend you check out Lee's previous episode, because that'll show you where he was at and where he's at now. Now you're getting into even bigger deals. So let's take a deep dive into that, if you don't mind, and compare and contrast what it was like doing smaller apartment building deals and what it's like doing these much bigger deals. I'm assuming there's a big benefit to it, but we'll we'll see what the the pros and the cons are to yeah. it for moving up in the space, shall we? Sure. Yeah, absolutely, Dave. I love to talk about that. It's something we've wanted to progress that way. I mean, my first multifamily was a duplex. The next one was a 16 unit. And then we did a few small ones and then kind of jumped up to a 45 unit and did a 47. And then we went to a 96 and a, and a 95. So I, I've kind of seen and you know hopefully we'll we'll do a 500 unit one day and then I'll then I can kind of say I've I've you know done the whole gamut or whatever but there's a lot of benefits Dave and so I'd love to get into that there mm -hmm. are some negatives I think the biggest one is like the competition and the price so we can kind of get into that a little bit you know after we owned the 45 unit was actually a 28 29 unit and 28 units so that was like even kind of smaller multifamily the 47 unit was 47 one building one property so that was like man this is going to be great and we saw some benefits of that I mean namely people will talk about like you know, you have one vacancy and it's not a big deal on a 47 unit like it is in a duplex where you go mm -hmm. to 50% vacant. So there's some benefits there. I mean, often, you know, the maintenance guy might come out and maybe he can hit a couple units at a time and things like that, but it's not big enough to support on-site staff. And so that was the first thing we saw when we got the 96 unit. It had an office on site. We kept the office and we put somebody on site. Well, actually two people. So that property is big enough to have a full-time leasing agent and a full-time maintenance guy. And so, you know, not only so many is benefits there, like you have people that are efficient, they're there, like you're not sending somebody out. I mean, we were working for a, a property management company that kind of had the kind of has the smaller multifamily model where it's an 8% fee and then they charge the first month's rent, but then they're charging you every time they send somebody out to the property. Right. So we stayed with this property management company on the 96, but now they don't have to charge us sending somebody out because the people are there. It's also good for showing. Like we have somebody there all the time. It's not our property management one charging us, but two, hey, we can't have somebody just going out there at all times. So we've got to block out times that we're going to be able to show your property. Now mm -hmm. with a leasing agent on site, I mean, yeah, they, they can't they can't be there all day, every day, and on the weekends, but they're there all you know forty hours a week, and so people can come you know at any time, and they're there, and they can do that. They can also be there to when materials show up and, and if we even if we have outside contractors that need to get into a unit to turn it, we've always got people there. So the efficiency of it, it's less cost. But I would say the biggest thing, Dave, is like 
those people, they own that property, mm. especially in our opinion, like the, the leasing it. Well, sometimes the maintenance guy too, but like the, the girls that we've had in the leasing office, that's like, it's like their baby. They take so much pride in it. They're all in on it. They want it to do well. They want it to, to stay full. They get to know the residents. The one maintenance guy we had, everybody called him the mayor of Waynedale because all these properties are on, on <laughs> Waynedale. And he knew everybody, everybody liked him. He's the guy that's coming out and fixing your stuff. And yeah. he's your guy. So we just saw so many benefits of that. Well, let me, let, me, let, me, let me ask you sure. a question about that, if you don't mind, Lee. So in your opinion, how many units do you need to have in a deal for it to make sense to have these on-site staff? Where, where does that yeah. kind of come in? Yeah, I would say people wise, Dave, you know, 80, mm-hmm. it, it might even, might even do it. Like that's enough people for, for one or two people to manage, but you got to think about, can your budget handle it? Mm-hmm. And that is going to be, you know, location specific, right? So for us in the Midwest, where you know a two-bed unit might rent, you know between nine hundred and twelve hundred or something like that, a hundred units is probably where you want to be or close to it. You know we're ninety-five, ninety-six, so we're right there. But frankly, Dave, like our leasing girl, she could handle probably up to one fifty. So we'd be even better if we had one hundred and thirty, one hundred and forty units, yeah. because they, you know, then we're spreading her salary out over even more units. But hundred's okay, I think, if you're you know, in a hot city, you know, out on the coast, you know, where a two bed unit might rent for two grand. Well, then it takes a lot less units to to pay somebody's salary. Where, and that person will probably demand a little bit higher salary, but I mean, not that much. Like where, you know, we might pay somebody. Mind, mind you, your cash flow might be a lot lower in those higher expenses. Well, that's true too. Well, that's true right? too, Dave. Yeah, you got yeah. you got to think about it. So I think a hundred is, is kind of a good number. I've heard some people say it might be lower. That might be 80. Some people I've even heard say 60. And I think maybe they're just pulling in more income and, and that's better. It also, you know, an A-class property is, is easier to manage typically than, than a C-class, one that we're putting a bunch into the property and doing a bunch of unit renovations and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So that plays into it. But I think 100 is a, a pretty nice round number. You yeah. can go on either side of it. So yeah. 100, about around 100 units, you got a full-time leasing agent, you got a full-time maintenance person, you mm-hmm. still got your property management company correct managing things. So walk me through that because in my cheap brain, I'm thinking, hey, why am why aren't we getting the leasing agent to do the property management? Or is that, well, obviously you've, you've got a reason that, that you're not doing that. And and also just out of curiosity, around that size of a complex, how busy is your leasing agent? Like how li- literally, what the heck is, is is that person doing eight hours a day? Because I imagine they're working full time. Is you mentioned you could probably she could probably handle up to 140 units, but again, is there a way to make that more efficient? Because I'm just thinking if I'm paying for a full time person that's out there and they're not really doing the full time work, couldn't we try to get them to do some of that? property management yes. and save yourself a crap ton of money there. She does. Yes. And she does. She works okay. for the, the property management company, but the property pays her full salary. Same with the maintenance guy. They're both employed by the property management company. We do over her. There is a regional regional manager and she manages maybe 10 or 12 buildings, this being one of them. So she is our property manager. I mean, she does a lot more than leasing. For okay. Sure. Absolutely. Right. So yeah, you're absolutely right. If she was just doing leasing, yeah, she she would, we would be paying her too much for the amount of work that that Yeah, because I was just wondering, like on that size of a building, how much, how many units are turning over per month, give or take? Yeah, What's maybe like three or four. Yeah. So again, you're like yeah. one a week kind of thing, maybe. Yeah, right. But right. again, it's yeah. typically yeah. all at this it, beginning of the month kind of thing, right? Yep. Okay. Very, very cool. Excellent. So between the on-site leasing agent who also does the property management. So I'm trying to get my head around that. 
she's working for the property management company. So is she double dipping? Are they paying her and you're paying her? Or are you paying them and they're paying her? How does, how does that work? Yeah, it's like they're charging us for her exact salary and then they pay her. Got it. Got it, yep. got it, got it. But then you're paying the property management company something on top of this. Is this correct? 4%. Yep, a 4% yeah. fee. Okay, yep. I got it. So yep. what, are the, what are they doing for their 4%? Wow, that's another fantastic idea. Hold on to that thought for a sec. We'll be right back. Now, are you a real estate investor who's ran out of cash or credit to grow your portfolio? Are you looking to grow your portfolio using other people's money and raising capital? Well, I want to show you how to raise six figures or more in six weeks or less at my upcoming Investor Attraction Workshop. You can get your ticket and find out all about it at InvestorAttractionWorkshop.com. We're going to spend a full day taking a deep dive into this roadmap that I've used to raise millions for my deals. And I've helped other people just like you cumulatively raise hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars for their deals as well. So again, you can check that out at InvestorAttractionWorkshop.com. And as a loyal listener to the podcast, you'll get 50% off your ticket when you use the discount code podcast. That's right. Discount code podcast at InvestorAttractionWorkshop.com. See you at the next workshop. Good question. I mean, I think, so we pay, we pay those two salaries. We also pay the marketing and administrative costs for the property. The 4% is, I, I mean, I, part of that's their profit for sure. Yeah, of course, that, that's yeah, yeah. part of it's how they make money, right? Because everything else is going away to other people, you know, and, and their expenses. So part of that's their profit. And then part of it is, is more the, I think the regionals and, and, and some of the higher back end stuff. So, but then, yeah, part of that is that's how they make their money. But what I'm hearing from, from your side is it's just such a nice, simple solution, right? You've got everything, everything's wrapped up into one. If that leasing agent doesn't work out, they're going to replace, they're going to put somebody else in there. They're going to yep. be taking yep. care of that. So you don't have so much of the of the headaches involved with that. Yeah, Dave, 100%. If you said, you know, I want to own as few units as possible and maximize my cash flow, then don't do this model. Buy smaller stuff and manage it yourself or go get go get 195 and manage it yourself and and keep all that money. But what you just explained there Dave perfectly is like this model is scalable. We can right. buy this property, plug Anywhere. them in. We're, we're doing a lot of value add right now. But once yeah. we get that through that and it's settled, we're not going to spend much time on this property because we're paying someone a good amount to really do a lot of work. I mean, once we switch this model, Dave, we suddenly realized, like I looked at my partner because he's more the asset manager. I'm more find the deals, find the money. Mm -hmm. And we were like, dude, they're regional manager. Like, that's what you do. You do that for other properties. We've like, you're a regional manager, you know, but now this company, yes, we're paying for it. But like, they're doing your job. So now it's all of a sudden like, well, we can, geez, we can buy a lot more property then. If, That's right. Now we just like, need to find more properties and get the capital to do them. And we don't have to worry about the, the management side. 100%. Of yeah. 100%. No, that, yep. Well, okay. So that's the beauty. That's so that's what I'm hearing as as one of the big benefits of scaling up into getting into the, these size of properties mm. is you can have the on-site management. You can take a lot of that off your plate. Obviously, you still have to keep tabs on things and manage the managers sure. and all yep. that kind of stuff. But it's a lot less than hiring your own team to do all of that kind of stuff, right? So yeah, that's a big yep. benefit. More economies of scale, less For headaches sure. because you've got this on-site maintenance and, and repair person. So you don't have to do onesie twosie stuff all the time. What else have you seen as as being the big benefits of getting into those deals? So obviously yeah. I'm guessing higher cash flow for you and your investors. Well, yeah. Not necessarily percentage-wise, but you know, better you more units, you're getting better cash flow. You're getting more cash yeah. flow. Two other things with this size, but then certain like the, the property management company that we're working with now for all of our properties, they only do the bigger properties and mm. that's how they're set up. And so they know how to do that really well. 
And one thing they do, Dave, that just blows away the property management company that we used on the smaller stuff is their marketing. Mm. Their marketing, like, again, we pay that expense, but what we're getting for it is just blowing us away. And the way so, so what's, drive- what's the big, what's the big difference that you're seeing in the marketing? What are they doing differently than the small guys? They, you know, for them, they have enough units that it makes sense to, to have subscriptions to the apartments.com, the, the rentcafe.com. I mean, they've got people that are just on Facebook or just on Google. I mean, when they, when we came over there and they're like, look, we did research on your, your Facebook, your Google, your reviews, that's gotta be scrubbed. We got to take care of that. Cause you know, we're kind of newer owners to the property. So we got reviews from three or four years ago that have nothing to do with us. And they're like, right. we've got to, we got to rebrand. We got, I mean, and it's all this stuff. We're like, oh my gosh, like never even thought about all that stuff. And, but that's why we're paying them the market. Cause I'm not, I'm not a market. I, I don't have a marketing apartment. Maybe, maybe we do someday, Dave, when we have you know, 5,000 units, but we're nowhere close to that today. So mm-hmm. all that stuff, like now when you Google our apartment, it looks better, but also we just show up higher because they're doing all this thing. I mean, they get on this apartments.com and they reach out and they, you know, encourage the residents to give reviews. And, you know, then all of a sudden we got reviews and now we're rating higher. And so they just drive more traffic filling units. I mean, the number one thing you got to do to make money in multifamily is occupancy. You've got to stay full and sure it helps to have higher rent and they're doing that too. I don't want to they are getting rents that we, that our old property manager just, they didn't think was possible. Hmm. And now they're doing, but it all starts with this funnel, Dave. You've got to funnel people in. If you're not getting people onto your property, you're never going to rent it. And they just, they've got a bigger, better funnel. They're just getting more people in because, you know, it's the SEO stuff. It's, mm-hmm. they are able to drive people's eyes to our property. Well, that's and, huge. You're, you're definitely yeah. getting your money's worth there, my friends. That now it makes 110% sense for sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So we've talked about the good side. We You mentioned briefly at the beginning, some of the, the pitfalls are that there's a heck of a lot more competition in this field. So now when you get up into these hundred unit type buildings, now you're starting to play with the big boys and girls and the yeah. the uh, yep. the REITs and the pension funds and, and all this kind of stuff. So talk to us a little bit about the, the downside and, and what you've done to deal with that. Yeah, it's a great question and something I've been struggling with because yeah, once we got that 96 unit, that was December of last year. I was like, look, we're never buying anything less than, you know, 90 units again. This is awesome. This is what we do. And, you know, so that's all the deals I started looking at. And Dave, I'm telling you, you know, we're, we're in Southwest Ohio here and it's not, you know, we're not a super hot market. We're the Midwest. We're, we're you know, like you'd expect, but so I'm not, I'm not pretending like I'm competing with REITs. I mean, they're, they're probably two, 250, but we are competing with some bigger buyers, bigger, more sophisticated. And often what that one thing that means, Dave, is they have a lower cost of capital. So mm-hmm. Their investors, their money expects a less re- lesser return than, than our investors. And that just means they can pay more for the property then. And mm-hmm. I've seen here, Dave, like I'll look at a 150 unit property and then I'll look at an 80 unit property. And I'm telling you, Dave, everything else matches up as far as cash flow, you know. So, hey, we've got to, you know, pay more for this one, obviously, because it's 150, pay less for this one because it's because it's 80. I'm telling you, the cash flow is way better for the 80 because. That 150, you've got to pay like 20 grand more per unit. And I'm telling you, it's just because it's 150 units. Hmm. And I think there's two things involved. One, like I said, it's just, it's different competition. It's not necessarily that more people buy 150 units. It's just the people that do, they're just looking at it differently. They're trying to preserve capital a lot of times, if that mm. makes sense. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if you they, have a million- They, they, they million, want to park it. They're not too worried yeah, about the growth. They just right? don't want to lose- they, if you've got a billion dollars, a 3% return on your money, you're making a really, really good living, right? I mean, you can, you probably can't spend that much money. So that's fine. So real estate is a fantastic investment for really wealthy people because you park it, 
you probably get a very steady return. You're paying down debt. It's appreciating. All these, right, we all know this. So that money, they're just not going to buy a 70 unit, 80 unit in Cincinnati, but 150, 250, yes, they'll do that. They want to move a certain amount of money. It doesn't make sense for them to move even just a million dollars, right? Like mm. that, that down payment is just not enough. They want to move four or 5 million, which means in this area, they're buying 150, 200 units. So the different competition. And then the other thing I would say is we just talked about all the benefits of owning. Well, the sophisticated investors, they know that. <laughs> so they want those benefits too. So they are also like, yeah, we would, you know, when they say we wouldn't buy anything less than hundred units, they mean it and they don't. So that's why they play in that sandbox because they know we want on site. We want this perfect, these big professional property management companies that I just explained to you, Dave, that's who they yeah. want to work with. And they only want to work with them. So for those reasons, they, they know it's it's easier to run. It's, you can run them better. And so they stay there and then they want to move a certain amount of money at a time and, and go for the bigger door. So that's why they're there. And it's just- So it's so, so what, what are you going to do moving ahead yeah. to kind of deal with that? Are you- are you going to be open to the idea of maybe hitting that that sweeter spot there of around the 80 units? It's a little bit too small for the big guys. However, it's not yep. quite big enough for yep. the super professional property management that you've gotten spoiled with now. So what's yeah. what's what what are you guys looking to do now? Couple things. One, yes, 80 units, 90 units, it, it's still enough. I mean, we now that we're working with this property management, their company, they're more open. Like they're even they are taking on our 47 unit. Oh, um, and, okay. and they have, so they have a 140 unit right across the street. Got it. So that's why, so we're sharing staff with that property. And so that's a way to do that. And so it's like, okay, we, we still can work with them with, with the 40 unit stuff. Hopefully someday what I'd like to do, I'd like to be the guy that owns, okay, we own an 80 unit here. And then just down the road, we own a 40 unit. So we're going to run staff and they're going to manage both of them, right? Like we'll just there have the go. office on the property but it's right down the road. So they're managing both. So yeah, that's how we're going to probably try to get creative. I'm not going to give up on, on 150 unit properties. I, that's what I want to buy, but we're definitely not crossing off the, the 60, 70, 80 unit properties yet, especially if we can buy them close to where we have another one and share right. staff, or if we can get two of them and yeah. share staff, that's how I think we can kind of be creative. Now nah, so, that makes a lot of sense. Well, that's great. Well, congratulations, Lee, on, on making the leap, learning these lessons. Now you see, but, but also understanding that competition is is much more intense for these kind of properties, makes it a little bit more difficult to get them. And then mm -hmm. more importantly, coming up with a solution that's going to work for you and, and your investor partners so that you're not just crossing your fingers and hoping for these, you know, really big deals, but you're going to be able to keep doing the the medium-sized ones in the meantime yeah. and two yeah. do twofers. Yeah. <laughs> combine yeah. the staff. That's that's smart. Excellent. Lee, if people want to find out more about you and connect with you, what should they do? Yeah, check out our website, threefoldrei.com. That's spelled out T-H-R-E-E-F-O-L-D-R-E-I as in realestateinvesting.com. I'm pretty active on LinkedIn and Facebook as well. So you can look up Lee Yoder there, but we've got a lot of good material at our, on our website and then you can connect through it with us through there. Well, we'll have all of that in our show notes for sure. And Again, Lee, thanks very much for being on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me, Dave. My pleasure. All right, everybody, take care. We'll see you on the next episode. Well, hey there. Thanks for tuning into the Property Profits Podcast. If you like this episode, that's great. Please go ahead and subscribe on iTunes. Give us a good review. That'd be awesome. I appreciate that. And if you're looking to attract investors and raise capital for your deals, then I'm going to invite you to get a complimentary copy of my newest book, right back there. There it is. The Money Partner Formula. You can get a PDF version at InvestorAttractionBook.com. Again, InvestorAttractionBook.com. Take care.